Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And I'm Sinead Wheelahan. I'm a special needs educator, former special needs educator, and the current co-host of the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. We are a paradigm shifting podcast, a community, and an online school to support you in your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And although we only met last year, the experiences and the journey that have led us here were very similar. Five years ago, Sinead and I both had experiences that changed our lives forever. And after years of exploration and research and going through our own healing journey, we now know that our reality is so much more expansive and beautiful and incredible than we ever realized. And we started having long conversations after we met last year, and we were talking all about the reality of extraterrestrials, the nature of consciousness, how our universe works. And we realized that we want to share these conversations with you. Yes, we realized that we're living at a pivotal time in human evolution. And so we also know that we're not alone, right? The earth is not only populated by humans. There are some other beings here too. And that is time for everyone to know that. So on this podcast, we intend to share conversations, ideas, and information that will inspire you and will support you on this wild journey of being human. We're going to supply conversations that are not only between ourselves, but also with wonderful guests that we're going to have on to provide their experience and knowledge for you. And we're going to explore ancient clues about our untold human story, our real life uh, supernatural experiences, lost knowledge from the stars, and spiritual wisdom that empowers you to transform your life for the better. And being experiencers of supernatural phenomena and ET contact, it's important to us that we have open, mature, and fun conversations about what is possible and how we are evolving as humans. Mm -hmm. So we love all things woo, but also all things science, spirituality, research, health and wellness, and of course, extraterrestrial. And through these conversations, we're going to explore how these topics connect to inform the evolution of our human experience. Ultimately, we just want everyone to be able to embrace a multidimensional reality without fear. And things will get a little far out here at Star Family Wisdom, but we'll ground you in the science and the research and the information that we have used to expand our minds and to open to the incredible nature of our reality. Mm-hmm. So together, we're going to discover and remember our place among the stars. And in this episode, we're going to be chatting together about the art of manifestation, something that is a very potent and accessible way that you can introduce into your life practices that can help you achieve what you'd like to, both spiritually and otherwise. And we are super excited about this episode today because... Mm -hmm. We have manifested a really beautiful experience here together. Mm -hmm. And part of that has been through a lot of, um, a lot of practices and work we have done to understand how our reality works. And and we want to bring you into that, that journey and share some of our experience and what, what we know to be true now in terms of, you know, how the mind works, how, you know, again, our reality and our universe works to support our life experience. And we both experienced the ups and downs of life. We both experienced maybe some less ideal manifestation of our reality. And, and we've also experienced the transformation that is possible. And so it's, you know, one of my passions to talk mm-hmm. about manifestation and creating our reality, but from a place of um, integrity, right. And from a place of being of service and, mm-hmm. and and working to create, you know, the best life experience for all of us. Yes, and to make to make it known also that manifestation is something that, you know, can sound kind of woo. You know, uh-huh. we just did an episode <laughs> recently on woo-ness and how woo is too woo. So manifestation really is something that occurs naturally within us all the time. So we are constantly manifesting our reality anyway, right? The point here is just to talk about how to make that a series of decisions and choices that are made consciously with awareness and with an integrated understanding of how 
our world actually operates, as Jenna was just talking about, as well as our consciousness. So it's, you know, we're manifesting all the time, right? We're manifesting left and right and center. We just don't know that we are. We don't know how much power we have to create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on Star Family Wisdom, on our website, starfamilywisdom.com, you can access a ton of manifestation tools and a Masters of Manifestation course that gives you um, over 25 video lessons, along with a lot of tools and practical things that you can start to do in your life every single day to become that conscious creator of your reality. Mm -hmm. So so it's one of our passions to share that with you and give you the tools that, you know, will give you that foundation. And today's episode is kind of like a a Cliff Notes version, the the quick hits of what you need to know about with manifestation. But we also have a webinar on the website that you can opt into and, and use for your learning as well. It's completely free. So check that out. Mm-hmm. We really, really want to support you in this journey. I mean, we're learning and growing on this journey as well. We manifest accidentally sometimes too, you know, things that we don't necessarily want, as Jenna was referencing. So, you know, um, there are bumps and, and waves and ebbs and flows, however we want to put it, in this process, right? It's an adventure. It's a journey. So it's important to ground ourselves in, in the woo, well, ground ourselves in the woo by using practical yes. tools, right, that we can use to explore the woo in a way that really is real, that is grounding, that is practical that is effective and that is accessible for anyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first thing I want to talk about is just grounding ourselves in how the universe works and the nature of energy and the nature of our quantum reality. So we live in a multidimensional reality and we live in a universe that is all connected. So we can think of, you know, everything physical in our reality is energy. And we, we now know through quantum physics um, that, you know, everything is at, a, at the very minute level is just vibrating energy and that energy is all connected. So we live in this interconnected energy field, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's also called the quantum field. You'll hear people talk about the quantum field and we can, you know, think of energy as information as well, right? So um, information about, let's say, our life plan, information about um, our human body and its blueprint lives in our personal energy field. And that energy field is connected to the universal energy Mm -hmm. field. It is, it is. You can think of it as something like a spider's web, right? A spider connects its web to all these other things around it that are not the web web itself, trees, bushes, sticks, whatever else. It's interconnected with the system around it. It's weaving this little reality for itself, right? It's creating it. That is a metaphor you can think about. A spider's web is actually representative also of a form of sacred geometry that we find in nature and in the universe. So there's all kinds of interconnected ways that you can Uh, further your awareness and your understanding of how things actually work. And we want to talk about that on a broad level and then bring it down also to uh, practicalities that you can use, as we've been saying. So, Jenna, do you want to start off by talking a little bit about the holographic universe? I think you are more skilled in verbalizing that than I am. Sure. Talk about that to our audience. Sure. Yeah, I love the spider web analogy. I think that's so beautiful because it really does yeah, just paint this beautiful picture of this web of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're part of this intricate web of life. And, um, and we know now that, um, you know, the human soul, our energy, you know, comes into the physical in kind of a, a, a projection. So our, our universe actually is holographic in nature. So the physical reality we are experiencing is almost an illusion, kind of like a video game. And, and the real, part of us, right? The the oversoul, our higher self mm-hmm. is kind of outside of the video game, outside of physical reality. And our oversoul, our higher self, which lives up in the spiritual dimensions, we can think of that outside of the physical reality. We have physical reality, spiritual reality, spiritual reality is projecting into the physical reality, right? Mm-hmm. So everything physical emanates from the invisible, right? Everything physical comes from the energetic. We can think of it that way. And so our higher self, our oversoul 
has this kind of plan for our life, right? Mm -hmm. we, we come into our life with a plan. We come into our life with a series of kind of milestones we're supposed to accomplish and complete. Lessons to learn. Lessons to learn, right? So there's kind of this blueprint, this holographic blueprint, if you will, of our life plan and, and also for our body. So we have this, this blueprint, right? That we are attempting to stay aligned to and and we also now know through so much incredible research, you know, both on like ancient spirituality, ancient history, ancient texts, ancient teachings, and quantum physics, that the universe is also represented inside of us, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we, when we think of kind of our internal reality, we can think of that as projecting out to the external reality. And, and our internal reality really is our connection to our oversoul and it's our connection to spirit in a way, right? Mm -hmm. So when we go within, we can then have uh, an effect on the external reality. So, so it's really beautiful to you know think about how almost everything we are experiencing is a projection. It's a projection of a part of our internal reality or a projection from spirit, right? A projection from the world of energy that is influencing the physical. And there are so many people who can explain this, you know, so much better than I can, but that's kind of a high level, I guess, understanding of mm -hmm. that kind of again, projection into the physical. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we don't fully, well, we certainly, I guess, you know, in my life, I didn't get taught about the fact that we have this blueprint, right. That um, helps guide us that, that takes care of how our physical body rejuvenates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes that blueprint gets distorted and that blueprint then becomes kind of imprinted with all of this programming that we don't want. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, we come into the physical in a very pure state, right? We're coming into the physical as a soul with this beautiful blueprint for our life and for our body. But then we arrive, you know, on a planet like earth that has been through a lot of challenges yeah. that, you know, had ha results in people taking on a lot of negative programming and traumas, which distorts our energy field, distorts how we are, how we are communicating with the universal energy field or with our higher self, or we get cut off from that connection. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, a part of our healing journey and part of our, uh, you know, way of getting back to becoming creators of our reality, like conscious creators is healing the blueprint, healing our human blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. From any distortion and negative energies that are affecting it, that might then be projecting this version of physical reality that we don't want, right? We got to clear that stuff out so that we're then receiving a much more beautiful physical life experience. So, so the, you know, takeaway here really is that, um, you know, the energetic part of ourselves the soul, our energy blueprint, the universal energy field are constantly interacting, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that is affecting our, you know, perception of physical reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you explained that beautifully. It is high level. You know, I think for a lot of people, it's a big umbrella kind of overview. So, you know, we always encourage you to do your own homework and your own exploration too, about things that you're curious about, write to us with questions too, if you'd like to know more about what we're talking about. But essentially, I feel like you're saying that, you know, the more, the key is really conscious, right? Conscious awareness, conscious choice-making, conscious decision-making, because, we think a lot of the time based on how we're taught in our mainstream systems, um, which you know are not all bad, right? Like mainstream systems often have a valuable place, but they also have flaws. And so we need to look at those flaws and how they affect us in unhelpful ways, which is quite common across systemic uh, organizations yeah. like that, including the education system, even though I'm a teacher, I see that. So I hear you saying that, you know, we need to kind of be able to step away from 
the very prominent messaging and conditioning that is always around us that we receive since birth and try to really tune in with our awareness of our individual self, our individual reality, to be able to foster, to utilize, to nourish that awareness into an expanded form of manifestation, right? Yeah, because our internal reality becomes our external reality. Mm -hmm. Like if you just break it down to the, you know, very kind of fundamental thing that, you know, you should know is that that's it, right? Like however we're feeling and thinking and emoting is going to give the universe um, information about what we want to see and experience in our physical reality. I use the the computer analogy a lot because I think yes. it, it sometimes it's helpful to to like think about it in terms of things that you know we use every single day. And I think about the quantum field, the universal energy field, as this giant computer, and our our energy field and our our mind almost as our personal computer, and they're Mm -hmm. talking to each other Mm -hmm. all the time. So how our mind is programmed, how we think and feel inside is sending information to the universal computer about the reality we want to experience, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think, you know, people talk about the law of attraction a lot, and a lot of people think it's like, what you put out is what you get back. That's partially true. That, that there, that's that's true, but it's also bigger than that, yeah. right? You can be putting out a certain thing, but if you have an internal mindset and reality that is really negative, or living in a place of scarcity, or or you know your internal reality is a constant kind of trauma response, that is sending information to the universal computer that we don't really want to be sending to the universal computer, right? So yes. I like to think of it as almost this computer system, right? Where where it's like our mind and our energy field is connecting with the universal energy field to then produce the reality. Yes. Yeah. And this is not nearly as good of an analogy, but I'm repeatedly thinking of being in a restaurant. Uh, there's, a, there's an author that I love, Douglas Adams, who wrote a trilogy in four parts, he calls it. They're funny. Um, And the first one is the classic Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But I think the third book is The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Oh, I haven't haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. There's no film about it, but it's a series of books. And so in The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, I won't explain the book to you, but it's making me think of restaurants right now and how you know, you go to a restaurant and if you make your order really clear or you're really sure about what you want and what you would like on the side and what kind of dressing you like and whatever, you make a very clear order, that is what's going to come to your table. But if you just say, yeah, I'll just have the whatever, just do it, whatever, then you might not necessarily get what you want. So yes. having clarity of intention, right? Having being very, very clear. And part of that is what Jen is talking about, being aware not only of our sort of front mind, I like to call it, you know, the mind that we're, we're I'm using right now is sitting here talking, but also our subconscious, because Mm -hmm. our subconscious holds a massive amount of information about how we operate in a way that we're not always aware of. So we can be conscious is the part that gets programmed. Right, exactly. Right. And then we don't realize that we're as programmed as we are, as conditioned as we are. I certainly didn't. And I also didn't know how much fear I held. You know, it's not Fear manifests in so much varying, so many varied ways. It's not always like a boo kind of reaction yeah. where you get this big jump and a shock. It can be this very subtle underlying thread that kind of runs through your life energetically yes. and affects things that you think, that you do, that you feel, that you say in ways that you're not even aware of. That was true right. for me for years. For yes. years. Just All of this, us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underlying anxiety and, and fear responses. Yeah that I didn't, you know, I didn't even know where that was coming from, really, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and for so many of us, some of that's ancestral, right? Some of that's stuff we've just taken on from our family, our parents, it's been passed down to us that, you know, we're not even that conscious of, our right? Our cultures, our societies, yeah. our religions, um, you know, our even our spiritual systems as well. Yeah. Like some of them, just because someone says they're spiritual, we all know this, that doesn't mean they actually are in a legitimate or authentic way, right? So we talk a lot about um, how it's important to have an attitude of discernment when you're seeking for information, right? When you're looking for information and guidance, but also having an attitude of discernment with yourself, like really having a critical eye towards yourself and be willing to confront your own flaws, your own fears, your own shortcomings as a way of digging deep into who we really are and exposing our full self, right? The good so-called and the so-called bad in order to become more powerful. And so when we do that, the digging deep 
then we gain that awareness that we need to become better manifestors. And that's one of the things, you know, we focus on in the masters of manifestation course is the shadow work, right? Mm -hmm. And I identifying our limiting beliefs and those programs that we've taken on, right? Because so many of those programs, those belief systems, are just unconscious to us, right? They're, they're just programmed in our subconscious mind. And, yeah. and, and we might have an idea of something we want to experience, but if those programs are there, that's going to be blocking us, right? From actually manifesting the things we want. So yeah, a lot yeah. of manifestation work is identifying those limiting beliefs, identifying those programs that are actually counter to the things you want to be experiencing mm-hmm. and doing the healing work to eliminate that and bring light to our shadow. And, you know, part of this is, you know, mind brain science, right? We, when we experience trauma, when we experience, you know, programming at a very early age from Mm -hmm. our society or our parents, Mm -hmm. that creates neural networks, right? So when we talk about subconscious programming, this is nothing to be ashamed of, right? Like this is something we all take on unconsciously and it creates neural networks that then result in how we respond to life, result in our behaviors, result in our emotions and our feelings. And, mm-hmm. and we can change that, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And kind of bring me back to the spider's web analogy, because with all these aspects we're talking about, of how we operate in the world, how we're taught to operate in the world, how we can operate in the world, you know, we're weaving webs all the time, right? We're weaving our reality all the time. And we can always, the webs blow away in the wind, they get washed away by rain. And what does the spider do? It creates another one. Right. So we can constantly create a reality as we go through life as again, recognizing that there's bumps and, you know, pit, pit, what do you call them in the road? Pitfalls. Pitfalls and potholes. I was going to say in our road, you know, to make our road very bumpy and uneven. That's just life. That's part of being human. It's not that easy being human, right? It's not easy being in this life. But all these things we're talking about are what are creating our quantum field, our reality that we are living within. And so conscious decision-making and choice is so incredibly important. And manifestation is how to do that, is the way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So our quantum field, just to do a quick review, is made up of multiple fields of our reality, our physical reality, our energetic reality, our emotional and psychological reality as well, because mind and brain are not the same thing, our consciousness, and then, you know, it expands further. We are multidimensional. So our reality here in the 3D is is multi in itself. But then also when we start learning more about the actual multidimensional nature of the universe, we realize that we are alive in all these other different ways and those ways are all interconnected across dimensions so again this is kind of high level it's kind of expansive but the more you get into learning about quantum physics and the true nature of energy and how it works and reality it's so exciting and it immediately expands your mind and i love that because even if you don't fully get it right away you feel that sense of oh and then that allows more yeah. information to come in you look for more you get curious yeah. you start building your ladder yeah. to to get up a little more yeah. in your development like your evolution and it's it's fun to watch you know your reality shift around you as you put some of these oh. you know tools and practices into place and we'll share you know a bit about um, some of the practices and tools we use and again you can find a lot of those resources on star family wisdom but uh you know when we're talking about this quantum reality that's really what's going on you know as we're making shifts inside of ourselves as we're you know working on all parts of ourselves then we are then affecting the quantum reality around us, right? Like that, the universe is then reorganizing the quantum particles, right? The quanta around us. Yeah. Um, it to wants create to give us, it wants to give us what we want, right? It wants to give us what we want. Yeah. I mean, like if we, we send those messages out there, the universe answers us. Yeah. It says, oh, you needed this? Oh, yeah. There you go. The universe right. is conscious. It's alive. Yes. And, and you know, we also don't talk enough in just mainstream society about how, you know, we have invisible teams, right? Like we have mm-hmm. all of this support we can call on as well, right? Mm-hmm. So while we absolutely can be the creators of our reality in a lot of ways, we can also call on the, you know, supporters who are in the spiritual realm, who are not in this physical, you know, part of our reality and ask for guidance, ask for help, ask for nudges, right? Yeah. To get us back on track. And, you know, one thing I also like to talk about is that while we can have, you know, these beautiful intentions of what we want to manifest in our life, 
each of us does have a life plan, right? A purpose that we came here to fulfill. So, mm -hmm. so if, you know, what you're trying to manifest is wildly off of your life plan, that might create some conflict and that might not manifest quite in the way you want it to. So yes. it's really important to do, you know, the inner work to identify kind of the journey of your soul and, and what's your purpose in this life? Like, what did you come here? What did you sign up to? To do mm -hmm. right because we all signed up to do something here we all signed up to bring something to this human experience and to mm -hmm. contribute our piece of the puzzle so so it is more effective in you know your manifestation work to first identify that and then work on aligning kind of the rest of your intentions around that yes agreed yeah. agreed and of course you know it's difficult sometimes to find out what your purpose or your mission in, is in life, right? Even if yeah. you're somebody who goes to psychics and horoscope readers and, you know, regressionists, you still might not be finding the answer right away. There's always a reason for that, typically. So you want to keep going. You want to have resilience. And if you really feel dedicated to this path and discovering who you really are, you know, if you've got this nagging feeling, like I don't really, there's something that's just not quite right in where I am with myself or where I am with my life. Follow that feeling, you know, don't give up, keep pursuing what you want, keep going to regressionists and tarot readers and all of it. And one day the answer will appear because it doesn't just come like you can't just go, okay, I want to find out what my purpose is in life. Appointment made with regressionist. Okay, have regression. Right. Okay, so where's my answer? Right. It just doesn't work like that. We Life's have to a journey. We have to journey. We have to be a seeker, a quester, an explorer. And I think we have to show to ourselves, not to anybody else, how committed we are to our journey by doing that. The level of committed commit the level of commitment and dedication that you show is partially how you manifest the results that you want. Right. If you feel that commitment and that dedication in a heartfelt, passionate place, that creates an energetic um signal that you're putting yes. out to the universe and the universe goes ah that person really wants this okay i'm going to help them even more i'm going to step up in the ways that they need okay. and of course the universe is needing you as you come further and further to being able to be aware specific intentional right and you need to be vulnerable as well and this is something that we talk about that vulnerability is an incredibly powerful thing it is not a weakness it is not somebody being pathetic. It is honesty. It is the deepest, purest sense of revealment of, of you know, um, getting down to the bare bones of who you are and showing that to another person or showing that to yourself, right? So unless you're able to kind of strip away all these layers of ego, of defense, of fear, you know, that we have in there, or at least as many of them as you can, and kind of open up your internal doors to yourself a little more, then that state of vulnerability is a big part of how we let in these manifestation yeah. practices like, and how we're able to use them powerfully. It's like letting your real self shine. Yeah. And I, I actually say in the manifestation course, the universe responds to brave. The universe responds to you showing up in that vulnerable, authentic way, mm -hmm. because ultimately the universe just wants us to become more of our true selves and to bring more of that, that vibration, that energy, that frequency into the physical. And when yeah. we can start that process, the universe will respond in beautiful ways. And, you know, I think it's also, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's about following your passions. Like if you, if you are in that place of like, gosh, what is my life purpose? And I, you know, I'm struggling to figure it out. It hasn't come through yet. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you excited about? You know, like it took me a long time to figure that out. It took me a long time to figure out, oh, I can just actually tune into what I'm excited about and what gets me pumped up, even if it's a little weird, even if it's a little outside of what society is telling me I should do. Right. That yeah. is where you start to find your purpose. But most of us don't go there because we were taught that that's not the acceptable path for our life, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Like we're taught to be all these other things. Mm -hmm. So of course we deny these parts of ourselves that are trying to get our attention about where we're supposed to be going in life. <laughs> At Star Family Wisdom, we're passionate about helping you become a conscious creator of your reality. Manifestation is absolutely a real thing, but you need the right tools and practices to become a master of manifestation. 
That's why we've curated a selection of tools that will help you step into your power and harness the creative energy of the universe. Grab our Masters of Manifestation journal to begin the process of writing your intentions into existence or use our 400 affirmations and mantras and hypnosis recordings to reprogram your mind for success and abundance. And in our Masters of Manifestation course, you get access to over 25 video lessons along with a full toolkit that includes meditations, affirmations, a life vision workbook, a downloadable manifestation journal, limiting beliefs exercises, and quantum journeys to help you connect with your soul. And to help you get started, follow the links in the show notes to access the Masters of Manifestation course or any of our other manifestation tools and use the code WELCOME at checkout to receive 25% off your first purchase. Yeah, there's an awful lot of, of, I mean, this is such a tightly woven density, this 3D, right, that we live in. It's so tightly woven and we say density for a reason. There's a feeling of kind of heaviness in this dimension because we're, we're having to fend off so much intrusive influence on uh, who we're, who, you know, as we're in the process of creating who we are, you know, from life until, from the birth until death, I feel like we're doing that. So there's an awful lot to have to kind of, well, yeah, fend off and sift through and have discernment about, you know, I mean, there's so much that comes at us from parental influences, educational influences, societal, cultural, media, of course, you know, um, just subtle messages we get in our society as well, advertising. There's so many things that tell us this is what happiness is. This is what normal is. This is who you should be as a kind as this kind of person in this kind of life, in this kind of society, you should be like this. And the fact is that Sure, that can be useful in some ways, maybe for some people, yes, but inherently we're not really given as much room to freely express our authentic, integral self, the self that is the true nature of who we are, the self that is the higher soul, the oversoul, the universal source connection that we have through every lifetime we go through and everyone has it. So, you know, considering that everyone does have it, it's really kind of tragic that, you know, we live in a society and culture in this time of the world, not only in North America, everywhere, where people are not really able to live freely and to have free access to their nature, right? And a lot of that, we've touched on this many times and will continue to do so. A lot of that is because of our dismissal of ancient wisdom, right? First Nations people and the wisdom that came before them even in civilizations and cultures all over the world. So what Jenna and I try to do, and many other very serious, wise practitioners in our field, is bring back that ancient wisdom that has never gone away, and that is for a reason, and bring it into our present, because they use powerful manifestation techniques always, all of these ancient cultures, and all the wise ones who are practicing and leading us right now are also telling us that, that we have power to create our reality. Yeah, and a lot of that wisdom is about healing the shadow, right? And mm-hmm. finding our purpose and stepping into our purpose and allowing that, you know, full alignment, you know, with our human self and our higher self. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things that we are passionate around in terms of ancient wisdom is, you know, shamanic practice. And, yes. and we also have a shamanic practice and a manifestation course as well. So if you want, you know, to get into some basics of some of that ancient wisdom and start to bring that into your life and, you know, learn some of the you know, best hits of manifestation practice, that's a great resource for you. And we Mm -hmm. also have a life purpose activation. So, you know, we can utilize altered states of consciousness to um, kind of activate our connection with our higher self, with the energetic realms and to pull in information from our higher self. And so um, the activation that's on Star Family Wisdom that you can purchase helps you in that process of making that that connection. It does, yeah. And Janet designed these courses, by the way. I just want to give her props for that. And they are absolutely gorgeous. You have to check them out. Even if you don't, you're not sure you're going to take them, just go have a look at them. Just go have a look at the content. That might give you ideas about uh, what you might be interested in focusing on in a specific way or a general way. So do it. They're gorgeous. She's awesome. Okay. <laughs> and also we want to talk about... Um, 
core beliefs and uh, limiting ideas and traumas, wounds. You know, Jenna is an expert in that. I am less practiced, although I do understand the process, the, the concepts, right? The, the process of how to do this. I'm less practiced with it as uh, Jenna has done many individual sessions for people and done healing sessions. So core beliefs, limiting beliefs and wounds are something that land in your energetic field, as Jenna was mentioning earlier, and kind of distort your blueprint, right? You're, you're, they take you away, they distract you from what your purpose is in life. Your purpose is always in a state of alignment with who you truly are, with your karma, with your uh, universal soul, right? So those wounds and traumas and core beliefs, which are often not very helpful to us, um, get in the way of that. They kind of, they kind of um, take us off the path, right? And we have to work to get back on the path, back, get back in alignment. So these core beliefs are something that I worked on really hard with my students, my special needs students, when I was a teacher for 15 years. Part of the reason for that is many of you are going to relate to this, even though you may not be students right now. Um, you don't have to be a kid to relate to this or a special needs student either. That we all have these beliefs that we're taught and that we come to really integrate, you know, on deep levels um, of identity as to what we're good at, what we're not good at, what we're capable of, what we're not capable of, how we're powerful or how we're not powerful. But these are really manufactured ideas. They're really manufactured concepts. And they often come from just opinions, right? Opinions from experts. And experts are a valid source of information, of course, but expert and expert information evolves and changes constantly over time. And something that we are in the process of doing always is evolving. Right, evolution is not over. Evolution is still happening. And this current process now is the evolution of consciousness. So I was trying to encourage my students to eradicate these core beliefs that they had as themselves as unsuccessful learners, right? People who they felt like, well, what's my contribution gonna be in society? I have deafness or I have this physical issue or like I have- they got you know, They got labeled. It's like when yes. you get a diagnosis or you get labeled and all of a sudden that becomes the full story of your life and you're limited in exactly. all these ways. Exactly, yeah. you know, and we, we associate certain concepts with certain labels like like women that's a trend right now talking about women a very valid trend talking about women and how women have been very oppressed for many 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 years all over the world you know and so when you think of women there are these conditioned ideas that come into our minds they're supposed to be sexy they're supposed to have their boobs out this is something Jenna and I joke about they're supposed to be this they're supposed to be that they're supposed to support men right so we're, we're trying to kind of change all of these paradigms and how we label ourselves, how we label each other, and really get into our true essence, that energy of who we truly are. And honestly, if even if you just feel that, say if you're meditating and you feel very in touch with yourself, you just feel that energy, you don't know what the word is, you don't know what the label is, you don't know if it's quantum this or physics that, doesn't matter. Feeling that energy is a very powerful thing in and of itself, because then what you create, you create more of. What you focus on, you create more of. So if you create that feeling in yourself, it will grow and grow and grow. Doors will open and the universe is going to show up for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think the the takeaway for me in that is that, you know, we all have received some sort of core wound, some sort of, um, you know, limiting belief programming, whatever that is. And, you know, I think we have the power to change that. And a lot of us get stuck in, in, and not even realizing we have those limiting beliefs or core wounds that mm -hmm. have occurred in our lives, whether that was from childhood or a past life, but we can actively work to change them once we become conscious of what they are. And I think that's so incredible that you helped your students become conscious of the fact that they had some of these limiting beliefs because of what people had told them. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think what I feel and know to be true now is that, you know, what we believe becomes true, right? Yes. Like at the very basic level, that's kind of it. Our yes. internal reality becomes our external reality. Yes. We can, we can heal those those limiting beliefs, those wounds. And, and, you know, most people don't even realize that like before the age of seven, like you're mostly in a hypnotic state. When you're in a hypnotic state, your subconscious mind is being programmed to a much more, you know, specific level than it is when you're not in a hypnotic state. When you're watching TV, you're in a hypnotic state, right? Mm -hmm. So from, you know, 
the age of birth to seven or eight, like you're just taking on all this programming, anything anyone is telling you basically is getting lodged as a a belief, as as a truth, as a truth. It's forming these neural networks. You know, if you're sitting in front of the, in front of the TV all day and you're taking on all of that programming, those are becoming beliefs and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and we can shift that through some of these other practices. So I, I love that you brought up, you know, like sitting in meditation and feeling mm-hmm. like getting yourself to that feeling of that future state you want to be in. You know, some of the best, you know, teachers of this, you know, today talk about how critical that is. Like if you do one thing, like getting into a meditative state where you have moved yourself into a theta brainwave state, which is that hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. And then you do the work to really feel and think that future state, really embody it, visualize yourself Mm -hmm. as, you know, if you feel like you're limited in, you know, your writing practice, for instance, like visualizing yourself as a writer, as a writer, like, like writing this beautiful stuff and presenting it to the world and, and just visualizing that as though it is happening right now, that then is imprinting that reality, right? Those beliefs, that version of you into your subconscious, into your energy field, you're telling the universe that's who you are. Yes. Yes. You're calling it towards you. You're calling it towards you. And I love that you said, you know, imagining it as if it's happening now, because that is a key manifestation tool. So instead of saying, I will be this, or I will do this, just saying to yourself, even if you're not actually just say, I am this. I am doing this. I am currently this. This is currently in my life. And then by changing that language, because every word has very potent power, Jenna puts words under her water jugs every morning. It's a way of energizing them with positive uh, language, right? The vibration of powerful, of positive words. Um, So everything that we do, you know, even including very small things that we say or little things that we think, have energy, have power, and are sending out vibration, are sending out electronic signals, electric, yeah. electromagnetic signals, um, even thoughts. This is proven in science. I love saying this is proven in science because it's so crazy what science is proving yeah, now, yeah. you know, like all these fields of uh, of, of learning that we all thought were disconnected from each other. And perhaps we, we were judging some as being woo and nonsense and others as being legitimate. They're now intersecting and they're validating each other, right? So science, medicine, quantum physics, all kinds of other mm-hmm. energy methodologies are validating each other. Yeah. And so this is such an incredible time to be alive and to, you know, to come into the understanding that we are powerful beyond measure. We really are. And we have the ability to create our reality and create things that we want and need, not just for ourselves, but also for other people yeah. and for the world at large. Yeah. I right? think that's another really powerful thing to touch on. First, you know, the present moment awareness, right? The universe only responds to the now because everything is in the everything in the eternal is in the now. now. Yes. So, so if we are communicating our desires to the universe, in the future tense, I will, I want, that's sending a signal of lack to the universe. So, yes. so we've got to stay in that present moment. I have, I, I am, am, right? It's already happened. It's already happened. It's manifest. It's done. That's the place you want to be in. But it's also so critical that we're also operating from a place of manifesting the best reality for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing I love about some of the ancient wisdom traditions that you brought up earlier is that you know, when we're doing this work, while it can feel very magical and fun and woo and all that, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we can get into the fun of it, it should not be from a self-serving place. And, and you know, in the Masters of Manifestation course, we talk a lot about that and, you know, talk about tools for, um, you know, how we contribute to the betterment of everyone because, we will have a much more powerful manifestation experience for ourselves when we are acting on the behalf of everyone and and mm-hmm. and setting intentions and doing that work for the good of the world, not just for ourselves. If we're only doing it for ourselves, while we might get some short-term results, right? We really might work. We might have some karma we are creating that yeah. has to get resolved at a later date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if you're somebody who is not aware that you're being selfish or self-centered in your requests or your practice, 
it's going to come back and show you that you are right. Like you're, you're you got to be careful what you're asking for because yeah. the universe knows your truest self. It knows your truest intention. So we can be saying in our front mind, Oh, I want this. And, you know, feeling really good about it. But in our, in our subconscious mind, we could be saying, this is really just for me, or, you know, I just want this because I want more money or something like that. And, you know, no judgment. We've all been there. Like we've all made mistakes and we've all kind of had these practice moments of going, Oh, I did that wrong. Or, Oh, I didn't realize my subconscious was thinking that. And then I created this. Oh, for sure. I'm actually what I wanted. I'm pretty sure I accidentally like did what would be quote unquote, you know, dark magic. Like again, not with the intention of like hurting someone by any means, but just for a selfish intention. But again, I was not I was not fully awakened and aware to the point where I really understood what I was doing. And I think, you know, we all go through that phase when we're on this journey, right? Like we get a little introduced to some of the magical stuff. We get excited about it. We want to make some stuff happen, you know, and, and that's fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but again, we have to be, you know, focusing on it for the right reasons. And if it's, if it's purely, yeah selfish, even if that's unconscious for us, it's just not going to have the effect we want. (laughs) No, it's going to create something completely adverse. And then you're going to be going, oh, this doesn't work. You know, Jen and Sinead told me that this worked, but it's not working. (laughs) Well, if that happens, look a little further into your own mind, like really sit with yourself, be brutally honest, you know, like it gets uncomfortable. It does get uncomfortable. You kind of go, ew, I don't like that about myself. I did that. But, you know, the more we step into our inherent duality, and this is also really key to know that in the third dimension, it is widely understood that we are living in a dualistic energy field, a dualistic reality. So there's dualism inside us as well. It is part of the wholeness of who we are and labeling it as good or bad, right? As if they're two separate things that are completely in opposition to each other is not recognizing the fact that they're actually partnered. They are actually balancing each other out in a weird way. That is just the natural balance of this dimension we're in. So if you want to progress, you can't only go, I'm a wonderful person and I gave to charity and I walked my friend's dog and I changed my friend's baby's diaper. That's all wonderful. But you've got to look at, I did that mean thing. I said that mean thing. I you know, was selfish when I did this. Even if nobody else sees it, even if you're just thinking mean things, you're still creating energy for yourself, for the universe to pick up on. It doesn't help, right? So it's really, really important to really dig into your depths and really confront yourself and also value yourself, you know, like value who you really are, value the wonderful things that you do and the wonderful things to express and emanate because that's part of it too, right? Look at all of it. And if you do that, you feel, you can't help but feel yourself becoming more connected, more powerful, more expanded. It just happens. I love that you brought up that connection with ourself and like feeling, you know, our worth and, you know, giving ourselves like love. Cause Mm -hmm. I think that, that was a missing component for me for a long time. Once I, you know, fully understood, you know, a lot of these concepts, Mm -hmm. the missing piece was really digging deep on some of those things that I had not fully seen, acknowledged, forgiven myself for, healed from, and then, you know, move into a state of loving myself. Right. Like it took me a long time to it's get weirdly there. Hard to do. It's weird. Yeah. And, you know? and because again, it's part of our programming, yeah. right? It's part of our programming we get raised with. And that's a journey too, is, mm-hmm. you know, loving all parts of ourselves mm-hmm. and finding forgiveness, you know, for those parts of ourselves that aren't so pretty, you know, sometimes. And, and you mentioned the affirmations, you know, I've used that. That was a big part of my journey was just <clears throat> like, sitting with new phrases, right? Like allowing myself to think and talk to myself in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that felt like, like work a little bit at first, right? Because you're retraining yourself, you're retraining yourself, but it's okay to think these things about myself. It's okay for me to think that I am radiant and vibrant and intelligent and creative. It's okay for me to think and feel all these things, but most of us don't get taught to just feel that and think that about ourselves from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird dichotomy because, you know, we live in a very kind of egoistic society and we're very continue, conditioned to be egoistic, but at the same time, we're very averse to being egoistic. Like that's, I think, part of the reason that we're conditioned to not feel okay with saying those things to each other. Like, oh, I can't say that to myself. That's so stuck up, right? But there's a difference between like, if you're somebody who's constantly confronting your ego and developing a relationship with it and really getting to know it, 
then you get better at discerning when you're, you might be being a little bit egoistic or when you're genuinely being kind and recognizing an aspect of yourself that is beautiful, right? And why not do that? So we have so much weird messaging to to, to get through. It's it's honestly yeah. so confusing. You know, yeah. I, I had issues with that as well. Yeah. Like what is okay to tell myself and what's not okay. And actually on that note, I just want to say out loud that um, one of the most uh relieving reassuring processes that I discovered for myself is is recognizing that wherever I am in my life is where I'm supposed to be at that uh, time yes like you know, <laughs> yeah we we form all this resistance right to what's happening right now yeah like I should yeah. be this I should be that I should be making this much money I should have this kind of house yeah. I should be living here <laughs> I should have 2.5 children I should have this kind of car whatever it is right I should be feeling more confident. I should be more mature. I should be more, we're constantly getting these ideas through our society, our culture, and our messaging in every single way that we're not enough. We're constantly being told that we're not okay the way that we are. And that that just lends to so much um, busyness, unnecessary busyness rather than stillness and being, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. self-judgment and stress and anxiety and all this stuff that we really do not have to live with. It is a choice to go through weeding that stuff out of your field and living in a more simpler, you know, centered, genuine way. So I just want to say, you know, from us to you, you are perfectly okay, exactly as you are right now. And you are exactly where you need to be in your life. And I can say that really with confidence because I think if we were supposed to be doing or being somewhere else, we would be. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just that simple. That's if we're kind supposed of, to kind be of somewhere a, else, you will be. paradox, but that's true. Yeah, It is. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. So, like, whatever whatever spot you're in in life right now, there's a reason you're in it. Yeah. You agreed to be doing this. You created the karma to be in this place. And you have power to change it. It is not. Yeah. You are not a passive receiver. You are an active participant. And you are partnered with the universe in creating your reality. I, I think that's such a beautiful message for people. And, you know, I feel, I feel that really deeply right now because there was a, there was a good chunk of time, you know, early in my journey where I did really resist where I was at because all of a sudden I realized there, there was this like ability for me to change things, you know, become this different version of myself. Mm -hmm. I, I started to access all these new tools, right? And I thought I should be, you know, going from here to here overnight. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you get a little, you know, you get resistant to just being where you're at and allowing mm -hmm. the process to unfold, right? It, life is a process, you know? And so, yeah. so, so, you know, we, we'll see like little milestones occur in our journey and our healing and our progression and our self-love journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's not an overnight thing. And I think that's, yeah, that's important to sit, sit with because we, we do get, you know, um, impatient, or at least that's something I've had to work on is my patience around that. I think we are. I mean, yeah. we, that, that is another piece of our, our conditioning. You know, we're supposed to have achieved certain things by certain times. And that does lend to, to us being less patient and less understanding and supportive towards ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, patience and just, just constantly making peace with, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you're going through a really just crappy time in life, that's when it's extra, extra hard to go, okay, this is happening for a reason. Like, you don't want to be mm -hmm. saying that. You just want to go away and be like, happier. Like when I was dealing with all of the tech issues <laughs> and <laughs> struggling and like, why is this happening? And I'm, I've created this somehow. What, what's, what's going on inside of me that is creating this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, taking personal accountability first, right. For any obstacles that come up, that's something I also find is a very helpful manifestation technique. Although we're being funny about this, it really is helpful to kind of go, okay, I'm having this obstacle or this problem or this issue mm -hmm. or this conflict. How much of this is my responsibility? Like how much am I making this happen now in the present? but also how much have I perhaps manifested this and drawn this towards me, right? So often I feel like responsibility is a word that's loaded with this feeling of like, yeah. you know, chores or paying the bills <laughs> or something. Yeah. But in this context, responsibility, like really taking responsibility for ourselves, taking ownership of our partnership in life yeah. is empowering. It's self-awareness, It's right? self-awareness, which is empowering. Yeah, it's right? allowing yeah. ourselves to, yeah, just ask those questions and, or, you know, you know, sometimes life throws stuff, stuff at us, you know, it's not all 
a hundred percent created by us kind mm-hmm. of is, but you know, life has a stage of initiations we go through, you know, again, there are these kind of bigger things that are happening in our collective reality that we're going to experience as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's also just about asking like, what does this have to teach me? What can I learn from this moment? Or how can I be of service to help others? Right. Yeah. Like how can I show up in a way that is going to create the harmony for others that I want to experience? Right. So it's just about asking all those questions in all of the moments when things are happening. Yes. And, and and identifying, is there something I can shift internally to make this, you know, situation different? Is there a way for me to show up for others differently? Is there a way for me to learn something to prevent this from happening yes. again? Like that's usually what it is. You know, I've noticed is, you know, like you get these kind of karmic moments to learn lessons, to mm-hmm. grow. And, and, and if we're not learning the lesson and we're not growing, then they're that's just happening. They're just like, that's just happening. And that's going to block our ability to manifest other beautiful things for ourselves. Right. <laughs> so we've also got to learn the lessons along the way and then move on to the next thing, you know, or yes. yeah, I love that you said that. I mean, it, it's reminding me too of, um, so I used to live in this uh, Buddhist temple. I was going to be a, a Tibetan um, but it's nine, so I was practicing monasticism. And so it was all day, every day, his holiness, the Dalai Lama, just all day, every day, which I loved. I think he's an incredible being. And a lot of the teachings in Buddhism are just mind blowing. They're so wise, and that's another form of ancient wisdom. So, one of the things that his holiness, the Dalai Lama, said that I really love, and I've carried this with me into my life as a, as a sort of mantra, is if you have a problem, if you can do something about it, don't worry. If you can't do something about it, don't worry. <laughs> right? Like it's a sort of idea. Of, so just don't worry. Just don't worry. <laughs> like either you can do something about it and you're active and able to do that or you can't. It's yeah. out of your control. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, the war in the Ukraine, that's not something we manifested. Obviously, that is, it could be a part of collective manifestation mm-hmm. because of the state For of sure. humanity and where we're at. But we did not directly, neither did you, create the war in Ukraine, of course. But we can still say, I am a member of this community, this globe, this planet. I am a member of the human race. I am a part of the intergalactic citizenship of which humanity and Earth, you know, is part and affects it. So what is my role in this? How can I help? How can I make, you know, what is this bringing up for me in my life? What is it bringing up for other people in my life? But ultimately, sometimes you just have to say, I can't do anything about this problem. Mm -hmm. I have no control over this problem, or this is someone else's karma that has nothing to do with me. And that's okay, too. And that's okay, too, because there's a process of letting go that you also have to do with manifestation, right? We are not responsible for everything all the time. That's that's been one of my lessons. You know, we, we only have so much responsibility, and ultimately, we are responsible for ourselves, for our own human development and evolution, because each one of us is a universe. And so when we address that responsibility, we really do that hard work, it automatically sends out an effect into the universe, into the world around us. It just does. So if each one of us is making a practice of becoming a powerful manifester, think about what that would do in the world. Oh my goodness. Yes. Like that, that's huge. Like that, that was a huge realization for me, you know, once I got to the point of realizing, oh wow, this is powerful. So I better be doing this mm-hmm. on behalf of humanity. I better be setting intentions every single time I'm in ceremony or meditating and focusing on something for myself. I better be focusing on the betterment of humanity mm-hmm. and, and contributing to that in my practices because of how potent and powerful it can be. Yeah. And, I mean, luckily it's hand in hand, yeah. right? Like if we work really hard on ourselves and automatically yeah. we're making contribution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing, you know, I want to maybe end with is talking a little bit about ceremony, because while, you know, when we're coming onto the spiritual path, you know, some of us find ceremony really beautiful and exciting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a little off-putting, you know, I, for me, it was at first because I had a little bit of a, a, a stigma around organized religion and some of the ceremonial stuff, you know, that's yeah. kind of yeah. present there, but you know, as I've really gotten into um, shamanic practice and, and really understanding like the rhythm of nature and, and the movement of energy in the universe, I've really connected with like moon ceremonies as a way of honoring mm, potency of opportunity and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like honoring 
like when I have shadow stuff that's coming up or a limiting belief that is triggered that I'm now realizing I'm utilizing like the full moon to release that. And I'm utilizing the new moon to set new intentions and to like seed kind of the next, you know, phase of my life. And, mm-hmm. and like that's going to do this Friday. There's a new moon yeah, this Friday. Yeah. New moon ceremony. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful way to kind of just stay in this rhythmic process of communing with the universe, communing with nature and, and, you know, ceremony takes us into a place where we can more easily access the quantum field and more easily influence the energetic field because yes. we are quieting the mind. We are coming into a space with intention, right, to yeah. do this work. And, and that's important, too. Or can you know, add to kind of the potency of, you know, how we are creating? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I think that's also a really helpful tool we can incorporate in our lives and and even you know scientifically just because of the way like the human brain has developed and because of how long humans utilize ceremonial practices the brain responds to ceremony so when we're coming into ceremony and doing some of that work to set intentions or release you know energy that's not serving us the neural networks in our brain are changing quicker because we're doing that. Yes. Yes. I mean, it really is a very powerful thing. You can call it, if you're not comfortable with calling it ceremony, you can call it ritual, which also has stigma around it. You know, that word also has stigma, witches or whatever, but, um, but ritual really just means um, uh, a practice done regularly and with reverence, right? And it's done a particular way. You can switch it up, of course, but it's mostly like shamanic ceremony or ritual, spiritual ritual is really just done in devotion or in reverence and in a particular way, right? With a particular energy around it. So you can call it what you want. Again, the words and the labels inherently don't actually matter. It is what you are creating with the intention and awareness. And you can also use tools, right? We like to use totems. We like to use things that we can actually feel in our hands that we can infuse with energy or that help to infuse us with energy. Like a crystal. Crystals, feathers, rocks, um, a lot of earth elements. But then we also have rattles. We have, Jenna just got a gorgeous ceremonial knife. Is that made out of jade? I think so, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah so which is a, a feature in shamanic work. But, you know, I really encourage you from my personal experience, I love having totems that I can carry in my pocket with me every day that I can carry, you know, in my bag that I can just stick my hand in there and feel it in my hand. And it has a grounding effect or an energizing effect or a cleansing effect, you know, whatever you need at that moment. It helps to like bring you back to an intention. Yes, it helps to bring you back to an intention or back to um just a you know an awareness of self a feeling of being a bit grounded so you can do this this isn't necessarily mm, this isn't ceremonial or ritual necessarily but you can bring it into work with you right so in the middle of a business meeting when you're just like i used right. to hold crystals at, at work at whole foods like when i was <laughs> presenting like i would i had my presentation crystal and it just you know, it just gave me this feeling of like being more connected to myself somehow. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it helped me kind of center and ground, like you were saying. And mm-hmm. so that was, that was a, a tool I brought in. For me, it was a little tetrahedron that I carried with me nice. to work. And I have my little Jaguar that I got with me, I, I bought in, in Peru. But yeah, I mean, it does help to keep you connected, right? A little bit more often. And the more we are, you know, the more often we are connected, even in these small ways, the more the connection is there, the more you're fostering it, you're helping it grow like a plant, right? So um, when you are grounded and connected with yourself, you're also more able to come from one of my favorite things, a place of authenticity and integrity, right? Because you're more connected with your higher self and you can can, like channel your true self better that way. Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about ceremony or how to conduct your own ceremonies, we have a free how to conduct a moon ceremony course. It's a little mini course on starfamilywisdom.com. And and we've done, you know, some free moon ceremonies in the past. We'll do some more in the future, but you can access some replays of moon ceremonies there to get you started and to give you kind of a list of, um, you know, practices and things you might want to focus on there. I love bringing affirmations into Mm. ceremony, moon ceremony, because again, you're in this, you know, more sacred place of connection and you can, you know, really influence those changes in yourself and the world around you that way. Yeah. So, so definitely take advantage of that. Yes. And, and the affirmations, you know, we talked about the self-love affirmations yes. and, and affirmations for manifestation are on Star Family Wisdom as well. You get 
all of the tools in the Masters of Manifestation course, but you can buy some of the pieces um, individually as well. Mm -hmm. And make yourself a nice little study module, you know, or two or three or four that you can use to guide you through this this next phase. We're here to support you. We really want to know how you're doing. If you're liking this episode, by all means, write to us and give us some feedback. Let us know if you have any questions, if there's anything you feel doesn't make sense that we need to explain maybe a little better next time. It is some, you know, these are some big ideas and concepts that we're trying to uh, make land for you in a relatable way. So um, we're going to continue to do more of this, but, you know, please give us your feedback and like, 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 subscribe, 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 go to Anchor or Apple or Google, lots and lots of yummy platforms where you can find our yummy podcast and also our website, starfamilywisdom.com. You're going to find all the juicy resources that Jenna has been talking about. She designed them herself again. <laughs> so um, we're going to close up now, I think. But is there any last words we want to leave with people? Um, I guess, you know, for me, I'd like to say wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. And the choices and decisions you're making, both good and bad, so-called, are the choices and decisions you're meant to make right now. And the discomfort and the comfort are both teachers. So welcome them both into your reality and learn to work with both of them and you will become a supercharged, powerful human being. That's what I'm hoping to become anyway. (laughs) And I think trust in the process, trust in divine timing. You know, we, we can do all of the work, you know, around these practices and there is still a process. There is still divine timing at play. And that is just the truth of our reality. And, and, and so we have to, you know, get out of that place of control and and allow and just allow and accept the process as it's unfolding. But um, if you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend, um, because we're all here to create the best reality we can with each other and to, to help the next generation have an easier life experience. So, so we are so just grateful that you're here with us, that we're sharing this together. Mm -hmm. Join the community at starfamilywisdom.com. You can join the newsletter uh, and get lots of updates on new courses, programs, episodes, and anytime we have future events, you'll hear about those too. Yes, you will indeed. So keep connecting with us. We want to keep connecting with you. Thanks so much for being here with us, everyone. And Jenna, I love doing this with you. I have to say that again. So thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now.